Indeed, there are more questions than answers, like how much time has to pass before grave robbing is considered archaeology. Hi America, how well. My name is Adrian Lee and I am your host. Welcome to the show More Questions Than Answers, the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre, and just plain weird. If you have just tuned in especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests, somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains, with the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shivering horror very random extra points will be taken away for snyder mean comments to help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates i will employ what i've called the inappropriate bell an example of this would be the panel have no idea what's coming and i have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show so let me introduce my guests Firstly, the mysterious and evanescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal <laughs> investigator for many years, and this is why we don't have cameras in the studio. She does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. This week, Heather went to a zoo with only a single dog on display. It was a Shih Tzu. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the show, Heather. Hello. I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy (laughs) Michelle Corey. Michelle was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle read a list this week of the top 100 things to do before you die. (laughs) She was surprised Yell for Help wasn't on the list. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. In the background, as always, we wish to introduce Nathan Bush. Nathan likes work. It fascinates him. He sits and looks at it for hours. (laughs) (laughs) That's true, by the way. I know it's true. Hi, Adrian. Many a true word said in jest also wish to introduce tonight a good friend of the show brian sterling vitae author actor and journalist brian wondered why facebook allows you to like your own comments when everything he writes he thinks is awesome welcome to the show brian speechless 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 Speechless. for the first time for the first time I've known the man speechless. Also, wish to introduce, what a full studio we have here today. We'll be fighting for air at the end. The tallest people with the biggest nose will survive. You're in luck, Michelle. I am. <laughs> wow. We also have author and artist Helen Wario with us tonight. Helen asked Brian to make her feel special this week. So he bought her crowns and a helmet. 
Oh, wow. Welcome to the show, Helen. <laughs> Series 2, episode 130. I can't believe it. It's remarkable, isn't it? Whoa. A round of applause for 130. What an amazing Yay! number. Yay! Nathan overly excited for the number 130. It's the chair that does it. <laughs> it is a number that works at the zoo, posts on Facebook and loves arts and crafts. That sounds like the kind of number you'd like to date, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I can see that working for you, Michelle. Thanks. In the second book of Chronicles, the priest, Yoayada, died at the age of 130 years old. You I don't know, believe it. It's true, I tell you. You know you're getting old when people your age are having babies on purpose. Now, <laughs> for the only time oh. on MQTA mm -mm. Radio, the first ever, mm -mm. I can't believe that, strange and fascinating facts of the Old Testament points to be one oh, early on. I can see you're enthusiastic by theology and all things related to the Old Testament. Simple question to start with. Lots of points to be had, of course. I would like to know. Nearest one wins, of course. I would like to know how many times the word Trinity is mentioned in the Bible. Three. Miss Morris, this is three. <laughs> this is the answer you gave for every question on last week's show. Every single one, regardless of what it was, the answer was three. Trace. You're going to go with three again, are you? Trace. Despite the failures of last week's show. I'm a winner. You are. <laughs> we'll see at the end. You're going to go with three times the Holy Trinity was mentioned in the Bible. Michelle, mm. I think there's cheating in abundance here, raising its ugly head again. Nearest one wins. What are we going with, Michelle? Fifteen. You're going to go with... 15. Brian, have a stab in the dark. Win some points early on. What are you going to go with here? I have no clue whatsoever. The word Trinity. Mm -hmm. How many times does it appear in the Bible? I wouldn't say it was appeared. At, I can't see it's appeared at all. You, you're going for zero. 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 Controversial. Brian is winning points. It is zero. The word Trinity is not mentioned at all anywhere in the Bible. Dang although, you, Brian! Yes, well, Daniel, I just, in your ways. I just did not see how it could be mentioned. It's like, uh, it's always talked about after the fact, but not, uh, what the heck? It's mentioned, there are 20 places where the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost are all mentioned in the same sentence, but the word Trinity is not mentioned anywhere at all. I've read the Bible from front to back. I did it yesterday. I can guarantee Trinity wasn't there because I was looking out for it. This is wow. where we are. Brian runs into an early lead but as we know on this show there's many a slip twixt cup and lip yeah in two kings some children mock a bald man he curses them what comes out of the woods and kills all 42 of them <laughs> what it a does hamster. seem it does seem a little disproportionate it's got to be a hamster it's those killer beware, hamsters beware the killer hamster <laughs> listen it's squeaking <laughs> it's really? taking my arm off yes in two room. kings Children are mocking a bald a man. He curses them. A sheep. Two of these Bad. come out of the woods. Two sheep. The sheep, obviously known for having the habitat of the woods. They climb the trees after dark to get away from predators. So you're telling Look at me that sheep up there in the tree. So two sheep mug these kids. Yes. On the corner, they took their pocket money. Give me the money. No one gets hurt. One of them had tattoos and a switchblade. Mm, they you're were bad. going. Oh, <laughs> just like your jokes. Have minus two. Wow. <laughs> you're going to go with sheep. Come out of the woods and kill randomly forty-two children. Vampire sheep. So ter Vampire. terrorist sheep. Terrorist. Mm -hmm. You're going to go sheep. Yeah. Brian, what do you think? It's the wolf. It's the wolf. The wolf. In yes. sheep's clothing. <laughs> See, that? I win. <laughs> Have you two been drinking early on? Are you all <laughs> Yeah. You think, there's, you think there's coffee in these cups? <laughs> I never thought I'd ever utter the phrase, let's go to Michelle for some sentient, reasonable answers. But apparently this is where the show's going. Who knew? Michelle. What do you think came out of the woods and savaged to death 42 kids for calling a man bald and making him... The a sasquatch. A sasquatch. 
you're going to go with a hairy man. <laughs> well, we wow. heard that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> first snort of the night. <laughs> if you're playing the Bell Bunk and Snort drinking game, wherever you are in the world, you can now take a shot on the back of that. Which Yay! I am. Thank you. I'm going to give <laughs> Michelle the points because it was two bears then came out of the wood and disproportionately slaughtered 42 children who made fun of a man for being bald, it was Yogi Bear and Boo Boo. <laughs> wow. It's a picnic basket. It's true. These are 100% true. It's in two kings, if you wish to look that up. God tells Moses he does not want any sacrifices from people with damaged what? <laughs> if you have these and they're damaged, you shouldn't be making sacrifices to Doors. me. <laughs> Doors, what like those wooden things that you go in and out of buildings through? Yes. If you've got damaged doors, <laughs> excuse me, I'm due back on Earth at any moment. How are your doors this morning? Are they okay? I know you were suffering with them. My screen's a little ripped. <laughs> That's what happens if you go to Dairy Queen. <laughs> Irish mailman again? <laughs> You're not going to. You're going with doors, are you? Why not? God tells Moses he does not want any sacrifices for people with damaged what, Brian? Any thoughts there? Anything you'd like to add? I'm actually looking for anatomy rather than... You didn't tell me that. Parts of the house. <laughs> well, now, now you tell me. I was going to go with damaged hieroglyphics because it sounds cool, but... <laughs> anatomy. Got... Damaged... Um... Has it got to be clean? Is it an over-18 show, this? Or is it... Yes. Well, no. <laughs> anything goes. Damaged, damaged heart. A damaged heart. Oh. That's, that's the politically correct that's version. That's the politically correct version. Michelle, what do you think we need to go with here? Frontal lobe. Frontal lobe. You can't see it. You don't know if it's damaged. I don't know who to give the points to, to be honest, because God told Moses he does not want... Any sacrifices from people that have damaged testicles? See, door works. How does door <laughs> testicles? Do you bear with me. I'm scratching my door. Your barn door is open. Look at that man adjusting his door. Wow, your hinges are squeaky, aren't they? No points. I can't give the points away. He says no blind people, no lame people, no disfigured, deformed hunchbacks or dwarves, and people with damaged testicles. Wow, there's going to be a fight in a minute. It's in Leviticus 21, 17 to 24. If you do not believe me, at the end of the first ever and probably the last, I can't believe that about Mm -hmm. the Old Testament. Michelle is on two. Heather's on minus two. And Brian is on two. In AD 130, Huvisca became the king of India. So for the first time on Mm -hmm. NQ, (sighs) TA, I can't believe that strange and fascinating facts quiz about India. The first Indian rocket to go into space was transported to the launch pad on a what? Mm. Oh, oh. This is an Indian space program. I would say a mule. A mule. So the first ever Indian space rocket program. Mule cart. Mule. Was yes. taken to the launch pad on the back of a mule. Yes. Okay. Brian, any thoughts there? We're I was gonna mule. I was actually gonna say a horse and cart, but it's similar to a mule, so I'll go with a train. You're going with a train. Michelle? Elephant. You're going with an elephant. That's a big rocket they've got. Mm-hmm. I cannot give the points away tonight. I can't believe we're talking about India and not a single person said the word bicycle. The first ever rocket launch in India into space was taken to the launch pad on the back of a bicycle. Can you imagine if that had ignited as you're pedaling along? There, there are Gupta. There's the launch pad. Gupta? Random Indian name. He was a karaoke singer. His name was Gupta Singh. Go and ride your bicycle to the launch pad. Rocket ignites. He's on his bicycle. He's halfway into Pakistan at that point. Your brakes aren't helping you, are they, at that moment, is Mm. what I'm saying. But it was taken to the launch pad on a bicycle. 
Also, in 130 AD, a law was passed in Rome banning the execution of slaves without a trial. So, good news for slaves in ancient Rome in 130 AD. A Roman walks into a bar and asks for a Martinus. The barman says, surely you mean Martini? The Roman replies, if I wanted a double, I would have asked for one. Oh, God. Setting the bar pretty low, isn't it, really? Jokes about Latin. <laughs> Feel free to catch up and laugh at any point. No. We move to our favourite part of the show. Yay! Everyone loves the mailbag, apparently. <laughs> More so than the rest of the show. Isn't it interesting that the only part of the show that we have nothing to do with is the part that everyone likes the most? Mm-hmm. Have you noticed that? Mm-hmm. We love your messages. We love your letters. We love your comments from wherever you are in the world. If you go to Facebook, more questions than answers with Adrian Lee, you can post your comments and we will read them out on air if my mother can listen to them, that is. Paul in London posted, I listened to last night's show, series two, episode 125. And as always, I was in hysterics. Bad news, I woke up my family with the laughing. So much (laughs) fun. Paul in London waking up his family on the other side of the world, 4,000 miles away, through laughing so much. So thank you for that, Paul. We appreciate your comments. Hello, Paul. We're going all over the world. Alan says hi from Korea and sent us a great picture. Heather being the luckiest person on the planet that the only accent she knows happens to be Korean. What a stroke of luck. Who knew? He sent us a photograph of his morning walk through the streets. The streets of Korea. Nice. Thank you for that. We appreciate you listening in Korea. Jody in South Carolina. Alva in Maine and Jonas in Texas, all got my Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy reference on last week's show. So did they get points? I said there was people out there that would know that. I made a joke about whale meat and petunias, and you all sat and looked at me as if I was mental. And I said, we have such cultured, well-educated listeners that they would know what they meant. Mm. And those three gentlemen got that spot on. I will give them all two points. But it was a quote from Hitchhiker's Guide to the galaxy and I said right in didn't I if you knew what that joke was and they did they wrote in in their droves all three of them (laughs) (laughs) Lindsay (laughs) Lindsay in Vermont has written hey Adrian do you employ a laugh track or are you always that funny Here's your five bucks. There's my five bucks. (laughs) (laughs) No, apparently we're always that funny. (laughs) And if you notice, when I tell a joke, there's just wind whistling in the background. Yeah, that's true. This is how it works. Barb and Kevin in Mankato, Minnesota posted, we are listening tonight. Enjoying the show. Keep up the good work. Stop saying squirrel, though. I can't say the word correctly anymore. (laughs) Love you guys. Love you so much. That must ruin your every day, mustn't it, if you can't say the word squirrel correctly? How are you going to get through the day? I don't feel bad at all. I don't feel bad. bad. I'm okay with it. I say squirrel anyway. I always say squibble. Squibble. Sounds cute. Don't add to the confusion. We've we've built an entire career out of this. Kevin does need our prayers at the moment. He's got some terrible back problems. If you wish to give Kevin your prayers and your healing, he would appreciate that. That's yeah. Kevin in well, Mankato. Martin, our regular listener in New York, Martin! has an amazing online auction site. That's Martin's online auction. It's on Facebook. You're just a couple of clicks away from owning the most mysterious, bizarre, strange and intriguing items. He's selling... Living Dead Dolls, 80s concert t-shirts, lots of fantastic retro objects. Just a couple of clicks away. You've shown good taste by tuning into the show. You can surround yourself with good taste as well. That's Martin's online auctions. As mentioned before, you can join us anytime. We have a Facebook site. 
more questions than answers with Adrian Lee. We have over 6,000 followers on there. All of the comments, the jokes, the cartoons, all of the photographs, the videos, tonight's stories, and much, much more is on there. So I would love for you to come and join us. We have archives. If you go to soundcloud.com and search for MQTA Radio, we have shows going back over the last four years. You can listen to them back to back. You can listen to them in the gym, on long car journeys, walking the dog when you should be at work. You can be listening to those. They're all on there completely free. And if you are listening at the moment on SoundCloud, why don't you press the little orange love heart and show us how much you appreciate the show. We also do an extra 20 to 25 minutes that you can't find anywhere else, but it's on the archives in a round called Not For Your Mother. It's the stories from around the world that are laden with filth. 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 Innuendo. Innuendo. Naughtiness. Naughty. Naughty. Wow, it's doing it for me. But you can find those as an extra 20 to 25 minutes if you go to SoundCloud and search for MQ. TA. We have a Twitter account, Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. We have 94,000 followers on there at the moment. You can listen first. Be the first to listen to our show on Dark Matter Digital Network.com. We're on at 8 p.m. Central Time. 100,000 listeners in 190 countries all over the world. And once a month, I like to read out the top 10 countries that are currently listening to us. So this week, as you would expect at number one, the top country listening to MQTA is the good old US of A, where we're broadcasting mm-hmm. from. Number two is the UK, the United yeah. Kingdom. Number three, Canada. Four, Australia. Thank you to Tanya and everyone Tanya. listening yes. down under. Number five, we're back in Holland. Oh, thank you, Bill. Your friends mm-hmm. in Holland. Number six is Japan. Number seven ah. is Sweden. Eight, we're in Germany. Number nine, Colombia. Wow. The ninth country in our list of listeners this week was Colombia. And Portugal has come in at number 10. Remember, this show is free. It will always be free. Our archives are free. Everything is free. But if you wish to donate to the show, we have a Patreon account. If you go to patreon.com and search for MQTA Radio, you can donate a single dollar for our show, for our studio time, for all of our platforms and archives that we have to pay for. So if you wish to donate, you get lots of extras on there. You get to listen to the archive shows first and you can even sponsor the show as well. So if you go to patreon.com, search for MQTA Radio. That's one dollar if you wish to do that. And we would be very grateful. And remember my latest book, Mysterious Midwest. Unwrapping Urban Legends and Ghostly Tales from the Dead is now available in good bookshops and on Amazon. It has a foreword written by award-winning Grammy bassist of Megadeth, David Ellefson. We had some fun at the weekend, didn't we? We did. We We went to the Ren Fest, the Renaissance Festival. Mm -hmm. Again. Again. We always like to go two or three times. We dressed up. Again. The weather was very autumnal wasn't it dismal i wouldn't say it was raining so much as the sea cut into vertical strips oh, yeah <laughs> it was bad it was very bad for the full ren fest experience we did go and we were up to our knees in mud and i thought that was very medieval very i think i have cholera Michelle contracted <laughs> cholera, which again, Next Michelle, great. Renaissance medieval diseases. I got trench foot, which is remarkable. <laughs> Not seen since the First World War. Wasn't mud. There was rain. There wasn't was, mud. There wasn't mud. What was it? Uh, you liked the petting zoo, didn't you? I did. <gasps> Not to be confused with the heavy petting zoo. Oh, we saw little chupacabras. <laughs> Doesn't that mean cup of coffee in Spanish? <laughs> I've been I've been to Spain and asked for a chupacabra and I got given a cup of coffee with milk. What did you call them? I saw a wallaby. Oh, that's it. That's close to a chupacabra. <laughs> Isn't it remarkable that we've now just solved in a matter of minutes the the famous mystery of what the chupacabra has been for the last 50 years and it turned out to be a wallaby who knew and it was giving you the stink eye it was i have never been so scared in all my life i got stared out 
by a wallaby. It never took its eye off me. It oh. fixed a gaze. By the way, if you don't know what a wallaby is, it's like a miniature kangaroo. Imagine a kangaroo that's been put in the wash and it's shrunk. So a miniature small <laughs> kangaroo, a little rock wallaby, yeah. on the outside looking quite cute and cuddly, right? Fixes me its gaze. I yeah. swear to God, I walked around that rainfest. It never took its eye off me for the entire time. I really wanted to put Michelle in the cage of lemurs. <laughs> <laughs> they were very friendly, weren't they? Freak me out, man. One, one of them still white. It was very grabby, wasn't it? It was awful. <laughs> Little I, hands. I, I'm having nightmares about wallabies. <laughs> little monkey hands. What were you dressed as Adrian? Were you actually dressed as a wallaby? I, I did have a wallaby costume <laughs> with me. Well, that explains it. I wanted somewhere to put my keys and all my money, which it makes it perfect sense, right? Wow, staring at a wallaby's eye. That's Family Guy, isn't it? Seems mm. to fit very well. I we like had... the unicorn. Sorry. Yes, there was a donkey <laughs> with a horn wedged onto it, it with some donkey. gorilla glue. It was a pony. And he was feisty. It was yeah. a feisty. A little bit oral, wasn't he? Yes. A little bit bitey. A <laughs> mm, little bit. Yes. I'm glad you demonstrated for our listeners via the art of mine being oral. That's well perfect. Done, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Can I mention? No. November the 7th. Oh my God! Yes, just a month away. I did a happy dance. I saw the first advert on the television. <laughs> the curse of Oak Island is back. Yes! Oh, no. Thank you, Jesus. The hours of my life I will never get back. <laughs> Once you start, I've watched the first four series. I'm committed. I can't not see it anymore. I know what's going to happen. And I don't need to be psychic. I'm going to watch the whole of the fifth series, which is now imminent, starting on the 7th of November. I'm going to dedicate an hour of my life to 10 episodes. And I guarantee that come January, I'll be staring down the barrel of the founder button and a coconut routine. Yes. And what are we going to do with our fans again? Oh, please, can we? We did play this game every time the narrator... Ask the question in the commentary, we take a shot. Yep. Could it be that this button comes from an English encampment in the 17th century? Wee. Is it true that coconut fibres came from Spain back in the 15th century? Ten minutes in, drunk. Yes. Can't oh. even see the television. No. <laughs> 7th of November. Calling into work. Curse of Oki Pinoki Swamp, I tell you. Now, I have to mention this, and I don't think I mentioned it to Michelle. Somebody officially made a drinking game for Oak Island. Yes. Oh, no, they didn't. Yes, they we did. We were there first. Yes, they did. Go back and listen to the archives. We were the first. We were in there. 7th of November. I can't believe. Once you've committed, you've got to keep going. When I used to work in an office... <laughs> Your face was a picture. Oh, I couldn't believe the hours of my life I've wasted on this program, hoping for a glimmer of anything to arrive. I could have dug in my backyard and found more. But everybody's been there. What, the Vikings, the conquistadors. The French, the Spanish, the, the English. Indians. There's been aliens land. Oh. Honest, when I used to work in an office in London, we had a sweepstake every year. And you'd put £10 in and you'd write down the person you thought would die that year. And if they died, you got the money. Mm -hmm. Well, I chose the Queen Mother for five years in a row. And she kept living. She made it to 102. But once you've committed, you've got to keep with oh, it. you got to go Year with in, it. year out, in case that's the year. Mm -hmm. Just see what the only time I ever won was on Ronald Reagan. True enough. Oh. Controversial. A little bit of satire there, ladies mm. and gentlemen. Last Thursday, I was in Morton. The capital. Is it a capital of Renville County? What would you call that? The seat of office. County maybe. seat. I don't think it's even that. I think that's Olivia. I was in Morton, a small town, Red River Valley, oh. southwest central Minnesota. I did a talk about UFOs. If you remember, back at the beginning of July, we saw a UFO. I was with Brian. Helen was there. Michelle. All of us in the room except Nathan. <laughs> we don't invite you out to stuff. <laughs> the you bottom line is, yes, you're, you're the person in the room that everyone likes the least, it turns out. That's okay, so, <laughs> we saw three UFOs flying over. Never seen anything like it. There was a couple of minutes between each one. We were investigating in the cemetery, but I gave a talk. I promised 
to give a shout out to Morton and all the people that came to that. We raised a lot of money. Yeah. Nearly 200 people turned up. Awesome. We raised money for the food shelf. That's we awesome. raised money for the non-profit organization yeah, yeah. that is the Renville County Historical Society. Mm-hmm. We made a lot of friends. We had a lot of fun with that. So I just wanted to give them a yeah, shout yeah. out as well. And I was interviewed on Sunday on a British radio station called Talk Sport Radio by a gentleman called Howard Hughes. And if you go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers over the course of the next few weeks. When that interview is made available, I will post that on there we have a show we, we run into the first round with a k2 meter a flashlight in one hand a dvr and a bottle of cherry brandy in the other yeah. michelle is on two points <laughs> heather's on minus two <laughs> yeah pass the drinks around yeah. and brian is also on two points as we enter the round that is ghosts and hauntings a YouTube sensation was chilled to the bone after re-watching one of the most popular videos when he discovered something mysterious happening in the background. Joe Weller's sex line prank video was seen by more than 2.5 million people when it was posted back in March. It involved Joe trolling alleged sex workers over the phone, but some viewers spotted something creepy happening in the background. <laughs> <laughs> For the benefit of our listeners, Heather's miming the word creepy. <laughs> Just like Nathan's been doing for six months over my right shoulder. In the background, a piece of gym equipment with a handle begins to swing back and forth. Have you ever been swinging back and forth in the gym, Brian? Quite a lot, actually. <laughs> it continues to swing in a way that if someone pushed it, it would have stopped, he said. What? Ah, that doesn't Joe, what if it's swinging and you put your finger against it? It stops swinging, doesn't it? Yeah. I think that's where we're going. The law of physics and swinging. Oh, I didn't pass that class. Swinger's first law, I think it's called. Don't tell the wife. Joe then returned to the house (laughs) where the prank was filmed to see what really happened. He asked his pal Harry to move the object to discover the handle swinging for just five seconds, despite in the video moving for 20. Then it gets even more creepy. Oh, extra creepiness. Is it me or does that look like one of the monsters from Scooby-Doo? Yes. Just editing this video now, I've just noticed a little blue orb that appears as Harry gets up and goes to demonstrate how the equipment moves. Yeah. Now, normally we see just white dust particles moving around and that's not anything weird. But this is a blue abnormal flash. So you've got the swinging weights plus a blue orb thrown in as well. Wow. Viewers have since commented that they think what caused the bizarre occurrences. That is so weird, said one. I would never have gone back in there. Haunted wait, or I think I'll wait. Visit our Facebook site, more questions than answers. With Adrian Lee, I shall give myself the first points of the evening for being fun and a little bit informative. Heather, what have you got for me tonight first in the round of Ghosts? and hauntings a scuba diver had the fright of his life when he looked back through underwater snaps to find a spooky bubble apparition of a skeleton a bubble apparition yes so he's basically had some gaseous admissions no no he was scuba diving he was scuba diving yeah out the mask or something i know you're a scuba diver brian there was bubbles Coming out of his yes. regulator. Tiny mm. bubbles. Yes. And it appeared in the shape of a skeleton. Skeletor. Yes. Oh, nice. Father of two, Darren Harris, 52, captured the image on his iPhone 5S during the dive in Hargada, Where? Egypt. Egypt. Hargada. Yeah, that too. Okay, I've no idea. Yeah, we're going to go with that. Okay, perfect. The bubble shape (laughs) forming the outline of a skeleton appears to be hovering directly above two divers posing for the underwater picture. Look, the skeleton. The limo. Hang on a second, I'll force that He-Man. Oh, man. What was the little wizard's name? Oh, I hated that thing. Was it Oracle? Urkel. You're going to squeeze out an orkel, are you? Bear with me. I'm clenching. I'm going to squeeze out an orkel. Here we go. 
Uh, the limo hire company director only noticed the terrifying figure when he returned home and looked through his underwater snaps. Darren from Birmingham said, Oh, you were swimming around the reef and I was taking Did you have a stroke? Snaps. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a serious complaint. Is this Egyptian? <laughs> this is Egyptian, is it? To, no, I was trying to talk underwater. <laughs> We'll do the sound effects. You do the sound effects. <laughs> wow. Wow. So we've let me get this right. For the first time in the history of radio, we're doing an Egyptian trying to talk underwater, are we? No, he's from Birmingham. He's from Birmingham. <laughs> His name is Darren. Darren. <laughs> Darren the Egyptian from Birmingham. <laughs> there was a young vicar from Birmingham. Uh, I didn't notice anything in time. He's one of those Russians. He's a Russian from Birmingham. Until I was back in UK. Okay. Maybe it was an elderly one. I don't know. I wouldn't have flown otherwise. No. You no. wouldn't want to go. I would have been too scared to do anything. I don't believe that in ghosts. How about we leave the bubbles alone? How would that be? Just go with Birmingham at this stage. It was really spooky. It was really spooky. Yes, I, I'm scared now. I should give you two points. I, for the life of me, have no idea why. You're back on zero. We've lost our Egyptian Birmingham <laughs> listeners as we speak. And the underwater skeleton. There's some guy roaming around Dudley at the moment, <laughs> looking for the sphincter. <sighs> Brian, have uh, you got a story for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? I do indeed, and this is from England, where a female poltergeist has been discovered in a West Yorkshire pub with a long history of paranormal activity. This isn't a million miles away from you, is it? No, not really. Different county, but we're not a million miles away. Probably about 40 or 50 miles. Yeah, it's pretty close. Anyway, Ghostbuster Andrew Williamson says he sensed the presence of a woman or he sensed the presence. Oh, we're all (laughs) at it. We're all at it. Young Skywalker. Was he underwater as well? <laughs> it does get very damp, doesn't it? In Prepare the escape pod. Anyway, the 54-year-old... Anyway! <laughs> he lurches into underwater Star Wars and finishes the sentence with And anyway! <laughs> He later found her ghostly form on the snap. Andrew said, He sensed the entity as he set up his equipment in the Griffin in Wakefield, West Yorkshire. He's got terrible asthma, isn't he? Really he really does. Yeah. He's a steroid injection. He added, It's a woman. She never gave her name. She was saying nothing to nobody. I just knew there was an entity there. Now, in Yorkshire, that would be... It's a woman. She never gave a name. She was saying now to nobody. I just knew there was an entity there. Buy it, you bugger. To, to be fair to Brian, he was born a very short distance away from here. Uh, Heather what? Morris can't claim to have been underwater scuba diving from Birmingham. You don't in know Egypt. that. I'm fairly confident. You haven't even got a passport. Some minor point, isn't it, really? You're just nitpicking now. Wow. (laughs) Anyway, he seeks to continue. He said, there are regular things that happen in the night. Mm, That seems very strange. Anyway, like glasses falling off a shelf and bottles falling on the floor when no one's in. The pub has a long history of things happening when the place is closed at night, which show up on CCTV, but it doesn't show what is causing them. The youth worker from Wakefield claims that he can feel ghostly presences and uses his paranormal ability to photograph the unknown. Landlord of the pub Michael Briggs, 29, was not surprised by the picture and he says he has heard rumours of a woman haunting the bar for years. 
He added, I've heard lots of stories and rumours about this pub. It's quite old, and I've seen glasses flying off the shelf on their own and so on. There have been plenty of spooky goings on. We have lots of regulars who have been coming here for years and years, so they've seen some stuff too. The stories worried me at first, but it all adds to the charm and character of the place. This is great. If you go to our Facebook site, more questions than answers with Adrian Lee, you can see those photographs of the haunted pub there in Yorkshire. I shall give Brian two points because he deserves them for an underwater Star Wars impression. He is now (laughs) up to a hedonistic four. (laughs) Michelle, you're currently on two and you need the points. What have you got for me tonight in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings? Freakier surveillance photos from a store in Somerset has captured what appears to be a ghostly little girl. Footage from the candy shop in Taunton shows jars of sweets apparently floating through the air in the early hours of the morning before arranging themselves in a circle on the floor. This is very Walt Disney, isn't it? Candies. Bibbity-bobbity-boo. That's the sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Haunted candies. You're minding your own business and before you know where you are, You've got a sherbet lemon interfering It's like a TV commercial, isn't it? It is. You can imagine such candies dancing around. When you're on a diet, all the food's dancing around you. This is similar to let's all go to the lobby and get ourselves a treat, but of a creepy ending. Yes. This is let's all go to the lobby and get ourselves a treat. (laughs) It goes a bit dark at the end, doesn't it? Do you see what I'm saying? Not really. No. (laughs) (laughs) Heather's on... Minus two. I'll take you to the lobby and I'll get you a treat. Don't worry about that. Don't make yeah. promises. There we go. Would you like an angry hot dog? No. That looks angry. I'm not eating that. Angry hot dog, anyone? No, no takers. Well, another image shows the spectre in the shape of a small girl standing on the shop floor. Lord Miles Parker, shop owner, says the building dates back to the 1500s and was originally used by the monks of Taunton. We've had a few paranormal incidents, including locked doors opening, footsteps in the hallway, and bottles in the window lying down instead of standing up. These are the haunted doors. These are the doors at the beginning of the show that were itchy. Itchy (laughs) doors. Let me adjust me doors. People are going to use that now, you know. Yeah. Well, everyone around the world was using the term launching a sewer pickle. Do you remember? We're adding to the vocabulary of the nation as we speak. My door is itchy. This isn't how I imagined my life to be going when I was studying at university, but I'm happy to bring to the world the phrase launching a sewer pickle, if that helps. I could write the paranormal urban dictionary at this rate. Oh, we could. Yeah, there's a project. Money to be made there. Yeah. Haunted by doors. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The end, my friend. The end. Subtle, you see. Mm-hmm. We're doing subtle comedy now. We've oh. moved on from impressions of underwater Egyptians. We've not finished yet, though. No. 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 We still have 15 minutes of the show to go. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. And probably will. Anything. Parker claims he's not the only one to notice a ghostly goings-on in the shop, which was previously the naval and military pub. He added, We've had previous clients of the pub come in and recall stories of tankards flying off the wall and tables and chairs being stacked up in a pyramid. We've even had customers come in and tell us they can feel a presence. Nice. I like mm. feeling presents. <laughs> you can tell what's in them there, can't you? I feel the presence at Christmas time. <laughs> this is why no one bought Darth Vader anything for Christmas. Because he can feel them. These presents. <laughs> I have Buckaroo. I have... Sport of Kings. G.I. Joe. <laughs> I can feel that I have a yo-yo. I know, I presence. <laughs> what would you buy Darth Vader? If you can feel his presence, there's no surprise on Christmas Day, is there? I knew I was getting Connect 4. I knew I had a game of Twister. Disappointment all round. This is why he's unhappy. And this leads to anger, and he has anger issues. Well, there's no point buying you a present either, because you're a psychic, and you know what people are going to get you. <laughs> this is true. Thank you for the slippers. You're welcome. And the dollar store is <laughs> closed. <laughs> yeah, the dollar store is closed. Yeah, nothing for me this year. Nothing, nothing for you but this disappointment, year. unhappiness. <laughs> wow. <laughs> 
I used to think this was racism, but you're in the room with me and they're still being mean to me. It turns out they just don't like me. <laughs> Who knew that? Phil Meesey, a member of the Ghostfinder Paranormal Society, said the images of the floating jars appeared to be genuine, but he was less convinced about the image that showed the little girl. He said, sadly, the photos are very dark, except for the last one, but they do appear to show the jar flying through the air. Despite the spookiness, Parker says he has no concerns about sharing the shop with the supernatural. Parker said, ghosts don't have a natural ability to eat our stock. No, they don't. They have no physical body. They can't drink. They can't smoke. They can't practice the physical arts. And they can't suck on candy. I shall give you two points. You are now up to a remarkable four in what was the longest round in the history of more questions <laughs> than answers. And at 47 minutes in, we now run into the round that is UFOs and cryptids. Zoology, green men and hairy beasties. This is the moment deep sea cameras filmed a strange creature lurking deep underneath a remote oil rig. Was it's it all a, a bit Doctor Who. No, it wasn't a skeleton. Was it Darth Vader? <laughs> it was not Darth Vader. <laughs> oh. He wasn't from Birmingham. It wasn't for Egypt and it wasn't cough candy. Oh. Well, what fun is that? <laughs> Michelle, what have you got for me tonight? <laughs> Viewers were left mystified. Listeners were left mystified by the incredible footage, which begins showing a camera panning around underneath the ocean, inspecting the submerged structure. But it suddenly picks up a bizarre shape approaching from the distance. It drifts ominously towards the camera, growing in size before its full shape appears in front of the lens. It was a skeleton. But the strange brown creature (laughs) looks nothing like anything... Obi-Wan Kenobi! Doesn't look like anything that's been seen before! It's a Jawa! (laughs) Doesn't look like anything that's been seen before! How how close to the sewers was this oil rig? (laughs) (laughs) Look, it's a sewer pickle! It's got corn fries. <laughs> it's a British one. It's got a flag in it. Oh, there you go. Stretching meters across the entire camera. It was that curry. Meters. <laughs> meters. You could have pole vaulted with no. it. You could have broken out of cold it's. As the shape moves along the camera, it changes color to light pink before oh. drifting off into the abyss. Almost 9 million people have seen the bizarre video since it was uploaded to YouTube, but the footage has gone viral again after being posted on social media site Reddit in recent weeks. It looks like a blob, said one viewer. It's coming! Another wrote, it looks like a fitted sheet. Sheet. It took me a day to flush that. That's one Where's way. my fitted sheet gone? Oh my god. That's one way to pronounce it. Haunted <laughs> by a fitted sheet. I just right. shudder to think what have what would have happened on that fitted sheet to oh. cause you to flush it. Down the toilet. It took yeah. with a stick. That's a pretty uh. serious <laughs> Quick, the wife's coming. Flush the sheet down the toilet. No. Train spotting. That's gonna be a danger to shipping. Thankfully, one user had the answer writing. It's called a placential jellyfish. It looks huge because there is nothing to give a size perspective. It has me beat or it's a fitted sheet. You decide. Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. And you can see the giant haunted cryptozoological fitted sheet that's roaming around the bottom of an oil rig. Heather. What have you got for me tonight in the round of green men and hairy beasties? A bizarre advert starts quite normally with children happily running in the park in Japan. (laughs) Japanese children there, is it? Yeah. How are they going? (laughs) They seem to be very, very happy, don't they? They seem to have no fear that nuclear war is just round the corner and imminent. Well, the little ones then stop and hold up glasses with their outstretched arms, waiting for them to be filled. Manna from heaven. Yes, but then things turn just a little bit strange. Dark. 
Yes, a spaceship. Oh. Colored, Who knew? colored like a Frisian cow. <laughs> <laughs> a flying the, the, the camouflage expert on board the UFO has just been fired. Either that or the cow that's been exploded. I told you we wouldn't fit inside that cow. You wouldn't listen. I thought we could get in and disguise ourselves. You said it was too small. It's got four little legs sticking out. It's swollen. Wow! The camouflage experts tidying up his office. He's taking his plant. He's been fired. He did the wrong he research. His box. He did the wrong research on planet Earth. He thought a cow coming out of the sky would be perfectly reasonable. Well, suddenly it opens its port. Of course it does. A milk comes out, and a giant udder flops out, <laughs> swinging high above the children's How is heads. your mother? Wow. As the shot pans out, white milk is then shot down from the craft to the children's glasses. Alien cow milk. Fun for all the family. That's right. The advert by Runknoll Mother's Milk Company has caused controversy because in the country. Because it's the mother of a cow and rather the mother than a human. With many users taking to social media to express their views on the bizarre milky downpour. One said, oh, this is madness. Do you just pick stories for the ones you can do accents for? Because every story you've got involves someone from the Far East. Do you like, go looking? That sounds like Middle Eastern, though. That's not far. You're back in Egypt. That you're is a perfect diving. Tokyo accent, Brian. When did you live in Tokyo? <laughs> While another added... Oh, shouldn't that be pixelated? <laughs> pixelated? <laughs> that's good, that's good. You're getting there. Keep when going. it appears on screen. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And then another user wrote... <laughs> <laughs> Japan was number six in our listener list on my head. Yes, I know, because they can understand me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the only part of the show they understand. <laughs> Pixel. We've got listeners in Japan on the back of the fact that the only part of the show they understand <laughs> is Miss Morris's accent. Another one. Oh, said, there's another one, is there? Thank God for uh, that. That is one a wrong a nipple right there. One wrong nipple. I uh, never knew this sort of thing happened in Kamamoto. <laughs> Mr. Bond! <laughs> I expect you to die. You've been here long That was time. German. Love you a long time. You lie down now. Love you, love you a long time, Mr. Bond. I love you a long time, Mr. Bond. Classic. It's going to be a classic, trust me, it's going to be a classic Bond. Line. Man with the golden <laughs> plums. That's the one. <laughs> Are you done or is there more? Oh, there could be more. <laughs> there could be more. I, I was kind of hoping there would be. Oh, uh, uh, no, you go on now. Okay. <laughs> I shall give you two points. You're back to zero for being fun. Okay for being fun. Brian, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Green Men and Hairy Beasties? Well, I'm taking you all the way to Russia this time. Yay! Where, Yay for Russia! Yay! Where an alien invasion is feared as a mysterious portal opens over Russia in a shock video. <gasps> Are we doing this in the... the in mysterious the portal was opening over Russia, sparking fears of alien invasion. Oh, very I, good! Oh, very good! Oh, shall I do... <laughs> Now that's how it's done. You see, that. this is where we are. That's Chekhov right there from Star Trek. Mr. Chekhov. Yes, I drink a vodka. <laughs> You're still going Chinese. What's wrong with you? The vodka, very, vodka, very good. <laughs> Baffling. No, I'll go back into normal. Um, is the normal anyway. Baffling S videos and pictures circulated online showing a bright light soaring through the sky. It then seems to transform into a swirling object before disappearing. Alien enthusiast Blake Cousins uploaded some of the best footage to his YouTube channel, Third Phase Moon, on the 27th of September. 
Is this a rocket spiraling out of control? Or is this a portal opening up in the night sky? He asked in the video clip. Viewers and witnesses have since commented in their hundreds with their own beliefs as to what the object was. If anyone asks me to describe a UFO, this is exactly how I would have pictured it, one wrote. Another added, I was horrified and all my friends saw it and nobody knew what it was. A third comment, I thought about it being a missile, but why at night? And it was so bright. Russian officials have since confirmed the sighting was in fact an RS-12M ICBM missile tested amid growing fears of World War III breaking out with North Korea. I love the fact that the Russians are testing their missiles over populated cities. Makes sense to me though. Wow. This is an amazing piece of footage. If you get the chance, go to our Facebook site, More Questions Than Answers, with Adrian Lee. This is a remarkable swell taking place in the Russian night sky. Apparently it was launched from the Kapustin Yar testing range in southern Russia and hit its target in a remote area of Kazakhstan with desired accuracy. Now that's curious to me, Adrian. If you've got a hydrogen bomb, how accurate do you have to be? You don't need a GPS to get within two or three feet. It's within 500 or so miles, isn't it? West coast or east coast yeah, is pretty much where we are. kind of vague right. direction over there. You're gone bye-bye. There's Mrs. Johnson's house. I don't like her. We'll put it down her chimney. <laughs> Thermonuclear war. That's going to be the epicenter. 500 miles in any direction. Just get the continent right. Just get the island. Just think about they spend millions on these guidance systems to make it super accurate. How close do you want to get? I like the idea that we could paint it up like a cow. This is what we need to do. Drop Freesian. milk on the way. Absolutely. Yes. Nuclear milk. Fun for all the family. Put Make, that on your Cheerios. You'll have three eggs. Let your kids glow in the dark. That's right. You'll find them at night. They could walk home from school. Safety. Glowing. Health and safety. That's utterly terrifying. Oh. We now enter the round that is called Not For Your Mother. This is the round that if your mother's of a nervous disposition, she needs to leave the room this means you found us in our archives so thank you for joining us on those particular platforms if you're listening now on soundcloud why not press the little orange love heart and show us how much you love the show and why not share the link to this site on your social media sites tell the whole wide world that you're listening to more questions than answers sex doll breaks down after men got brutally out of control with it oh my god the $5,000 sex robot, which was the star attraction at the big electronics fair in Austria this month, has broken down after a large number of visitors got overexcited. Samantha. <laughs> I thought it was a Korean housewife. Samantha. I know my first choice for sex dolls is Korean housewife. You put your shoes away. What time you call this? I want my money back. <laughs> Samantha the sex doll has been showing off her skills, which include reacting to touch, hugging, and moaning. <laughs> and remembering individuals she has interacted with at the Arts Electronica Festival in Linz. However, Samantha's creators have now been forced to send her to be repaired after visitors left the robot heavily soiled no 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 and with broken limbs that's the austrians for you samantha is the latest development in a growing trend in austria which has seen brothel customers preferring robots over sexual intercourse with humans the people mounted samantha's breasts her legs and arms two fingers were broken she was heavily soiled People can be bad because they did not understand the technology and did not have to pay for it. They treated that doll like barbarians. <laughs> Mr. Santos said Samantha had to be sent back in a parcel to Barcelona for repairs and cleaning. But he added Samantha can endure a lot. She will pull through. She will pull many things, apparently. Oh. Samantha in Lintz. She will be back shortly. I wonder why she had to be sent to Barcelona in another country. Obviously, the Austrians didn't have the facility to repair their own robots. This is where 
we are. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? Italian authorities have banned children from visiting a beach near the Hermitage of Camidoli, near Naples, on Italy's western coast. After hundreds of giant dildos mysteriously washed up on the sand. You didn't flush that as well, surely? No. That's going to be a danger to shipping. Can you imagine if you have your bottom hold out on a boat? I'm sorry. (laughs) Your bottom what? Hold out. (laughs) Can you imagine? You're minding your own business. You're enjoying the waves on the bay in Naples and you get your bottom hold out by a dildo. <laughs> Stories that live in history. Titanic hitting an iceberg. Your boat hits a dildo. <laughs> <laughs> Women and children first. <laughs> Perhaps not. That's bad news. Oh no. The band carried on playing apparently. Yeah. The oversized imitation phalluses were discovered by shocked volunteers. Ah, me! Me! (laughs) Me! From the Licola Mare Clean Association. Your mother had no sleep for three days clearing up that beach. That's right. She was a martyr. She got given a medal. She's a saint. (laughs) Who are charged with keeping the Naples coastline clean and free of debris. One volunteer who asked to remain anonymous said, When we saw them, we started to laugh. Because we could not do anything else. Oh, I see where we're going. <laughs> Mamma mia, it's a spicy meatball. <laughs> Kids have been banned from the Italian beach, and association president Umberto Mercurio said that because of the way the sea currents flow, a lot of rubbish frequently ends up on the beauty spot. I'd be on the beach with my mates playing Star Wars. We've all got a lightsaber each. <laughs> Why is mine not making a noise? <laughs> because you're doing it wrong. The force is strong with this one. The phallic flotsam appeared on a beach by the Hermitage of Camadoli, a monastery near the port of Naples. The Sun reports, over the years, local currents have washed up debris from industrial waste to animal feed. Most bizarre finds include a grisly array of dead animals and, on one occasion, live rabbits. Wow. Dead animals, dildos, and live rabbits. There was a funny birthday party. (laughs) (laughs) But cleanup volunteers are sure this is the first time plastic penises have been washed up on the beach. Authorities are mystified regarding where the huge haul of dildos may have originated. The find has caused caused local authorities to ban children from the area, and it is not clear how long the ban will last. Wet willy, or don't be so silly. (laughs) Free willy. (laughs) Don't be so silly. So silly. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. I love this show. Very subtle. I love this show. Miss Morris, what have you got for me finally tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? Yosef Urban put on a fine display to finish 10th in last weekend's Kosik Peace Marathon in Slovakia. It's one of Europe's oldest marathon-length races. As the competitor neared the finish line, his package flopped out. (laughs) (laughs) And And he came in second and third. (laughs) And vigorously bounced around <laughs> giving onlookers an eyeful as they cheered him on. Hey! Hey, what are you doing? He mistook the high hurdles for the low hurdles and shattered his personal best. Yosef either didn't notice his misfortune or he just didn't care. The runner notched up his personal best, shaving 27 <laughs> seconds shaving. off his previous record it was towards the final hundred meters that yosef really set pace especially when they thought he was in a baton relay (laughs) which while earning him an impressive time also meant that his penis waggled more thoroughly and his testicles too indeed i'm glad he had two 
<laughs> Indeed, at one point, Yosef ran with such energy oh, that it looked as though his private parts may separate themselves entirely <laughs> from his groin. <laughs> Better go back and get those. (laughs) Thankfully, they held fast with some duct tape. The crowd, like Yosef, didn't seem bothered. They cheered him ruckusly on, waving and shouting for the final push. You can see a few astonished expressions and a handful of laughs. Handful? <laughs> but mainly, people celebrated a fine 26 miles, balls and all. Mm. It was quite the finish. <laughs> Isn't it always nice to finish on a cock and ball story? Well, all good things come to an end. So let us look at tonight's scores. In last place, with the K2 meter and the dead battery, it is Heather Morris. Who didn't get beyond the score of zero, but it flip-flopped backwards and forwards. I don't believe you again. Tired. (laughs) Don't make it worse than zero for yourself. You've managed to get this far. Just settle with what you've got would be my advice. Tied in fifth place. Now you're flicking a little. Wow. A rubber band shot across the room and nearly had my eye out. Alva, Jody, and Jonas scored two points and did better than you, and they're not even the studio. I am in third place with four points. Michelle has scored six and is in two, but winning the $33,000. IR camera with a resplendent rounded eight is Brian Sterling. Do not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with our whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time. And I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee. Or you can join my Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips and remember we now stay on air to do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show in a round that we can't put out on air called not for your mother if you go to soundcloud.com and search for mq ta radio you will get an extra 20 to 25 minutes remember we also have a patreon account if you go to patreon.com search for mqta radio you can donate to the show a single dollar my gratitude and gratitude thanks are extended to lorna hunter Heather Morris, Jaton Drainer, Michelle Corey, Nathan Bush, Helen Wario, Brian Sterling Vitae, and the International Paranormal Society at interparanormal.net. And all of the show's sponsors, including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group, MUFON of Minnesota, Martins Online Auctions, and Frank Zolchek. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening, and remember, be interested, 